0: As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a Man of Faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Refuse to worry about tomorrow because you have nothing to gain from worry. Worry will bring on stress. Some of you are worrying yourself sick. It brings on sickness and depression. Worry will bring on irritability, loss of focus, and even more. Worry will kill you if you let it. Be mindful, our Lord has today and tomorrow in his hand. Matthew 6, 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. You don't want to go in tomorrow. Tomorrow got enough worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Did you get that? Today's troubles, today's issues is enough for today. The scripture also says in John, the gospel of John chapter 14, verses 27 and 28, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world. The alcohol can't give you peace. Drugs can't give you peace. they are folk out a whole lot of money, but they're miserable. Money cannot give you peace. Status and power and popularity cannot give you peace. You know who give you peace? The Prince of Peace. And his name is Jesus. He is the mighty God and the Prince of Peace. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled. And neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid of starting over. Number seven. Realize that you are not alone and starting over. You're not the only one starting over. <laughs> You're not the only one starting over. There are folks all around you. They just not te- just because they're quiet and looking spiritual don't mean they, ha- they haven't had to start start over. There are folks sitting here like they never flunked a course. They, they never flunked an exam. They-, 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 they never made a C. They, you know, they they got it right all No, no, don't don't, don't 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 you get duped like that. They they people just like you. Same problems and some worse some worse, and all I'm saying is realizing that you're not alone when it comes to starting over. You are placed in a position where you have to depend on Christ. Noah had no one but God and his family to depend on. Some of you cannot move on because you have too many people in your lives who are distracting you from God's purpose and plan for your life. You know, people can cloud God's vision for your life. That's right. Everybody's telling you what you ought to do. Your mama telling what you ought to do. Now, if you're young, you need to be listening to your mom and daddy like you. Yeah, that's right. You put that me? You saying like, I surrender. Yeah. I mean, I, but you know what? Even though I'm in my 60s, I'm still obeying my mama. My mama say, Randy, you, uh, uh, she picked up. The phone. I just called it. I don't care how busy I am. I'm going to stop and talk to my mama. Like she called me yesterday. I was getting ready to come to a new members orientation. And she called right when I was getting ready. But you know what? I put on that speakerphone, kept getting myself ready. And I talked until she said, I think I'll go now. (laughs) I respect my mother as much now as the day I was born. She's same days older than me. And I I, I don't want to ever not talk to my mother because I don't know when she's calling for the last time. Refuse to allow people to come into your life and confuse God's purpose for you. There are people come in your life and mess you up real good. And when they've messed you up real good, they're out. You can't find them. They find, Oh, they're so sweet and blowing in your ears. And they got this big dream and I can do this. They sound like a politician. I can do it. You, I know, if, you, if you love me, you'll lay with me and all that stuff. You better say, you better get out my face. Get out my face. No, if you love me, you'll marry me. Love is bigger than sex, by the way. Love is commitment. It takes more than sex to keep your marriage, marriage together. It takes commitment. Once you get up, you still got to work on that marriage. Look at me like that. That's right. You got to go wash some dishes. You got to do some taxes. You got to go to the grocery store. You got to get out there and cut that yard. You just can't pleasure yourself to death. (laughs) (laughs) Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Don't fear starting over. I remember my wife and I. We we were very young, uh, and um, we lived in Houston, and I taught school. She worked for the law firm, and we were doing well. And we had just bought a brand new house on the north side of town in Humble, and then we had another house on a townhouse on the south side. And I was singing with the choir, Liz, making six hundred dollars an hour. We were doing all that. We were just sitting. I thought I was going to heaven from Houston. And God says, after you've been in that new home, beautiful home off the lake, He says, Now nah, I want you to go. I said, What? Yeah, go. That's a whole story to itself. I don't have time. So I listened to God, put the house on the market. It sold in four days before we can put the sign in the yard saying for sale because God wanted us in San Antonio. We had to start off. I'd never lived in San Antonio, I didn't know where nothing was. I said, What kind of city is this? It wasn't as big as it was now. I wish you could have seen this city 32 years ago when I first came. I mean, you had to, you had to w- get off the plane and walk up to <laughs> the, the airport place. You know, you, you didn't dock anything where you can connect and walk out. You had to get yourself, walk down the stairs. I mean, 410 was the main loop. 1604 was death loop with just two little windy roads. I mean, the whole city was just, somebody know what I'm talking about. It, it was different. And then when I got to that church and started passing a while, after four years, and uh, God says, enough, I've trained you here, I nurtured you here, I'm going to release you. I said, what, four years? (laughs) So I resigned, and I started over with nothing. I had no retirement, no insurance, no salary. I said, God, how are you going to work this out? I mean, I was so broke that we had to, we had to we had to do dep- deputation and we had to send out sponsorship letters to get family and members and friends and old high school buddies to support us for a year. My wife had to take a job. Our kids were little. And we had we had a struggle. And everything in our yard had to bear fruits. We couldn't have no pretty tree. <laughs> we had to have a pear tree, a peach tree, a <laughs> plum tree. That's right. Every tree had to do something. you couldn't do nothing, it wasn't coming in our yard. We were too poor. Then we had a side garden over there greens and cabbage and tomatoes and cucumbers and all that stuff. But, you know, we made it. Sometimes folk want to see where you are, but, but they don't know your story. They don't know how you got there. So you struggling? Hey, listen, that's normal. That's normal. God is just taking you from where you are to where you need to be. Just hang on in there. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And your labor will not be in
1: vain.
0: Had I not started over and started that little YM, that little YMCA with a little group back in 1988. And that church mushroomed and grew and, we, and gr- it grew and grew. Until we got here on 16 on 4 on 34 acres and seeing all of what, even when this building was being designed, I had no clue. I was just going along in the spirit with the architects and the engineers. I had no idea this building would be, I didn't know about architecture and all that stuff. And when I saw the steel and all this stuff going up, I said, oh, okay. And then, the, then they put the walls and I said, okay. And when, they, when we first went in here and I saw how big this building was, I said, oh, My God, when I first stepped on this stage, I was so scared because I was used to having a little small something. And now I said, look what God is doing to preach in all of these countries, to minister all over the world. To have radio and television and all these things. And if I hadn't started over, I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't be looking at you. I wouldn't know you and you and you and you. I'm glad I'm starting over so I can connect with you and build a relationship with you so that we can be family together. Why don't you say amen? man <laughs> And starting over, refuse to be afraid to start over. And realize it's not too late for God to do a new thing with you. Don't refuse to say it's too late. Y'all, I just got out of jail. You can start over. I, 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 I played around in college. I didn't get the degree, and my mama wanted to see me. I bought a baby home instead of the degree. You can start over. Yeah. I flunked a course of certification, start over. That's right. A problematic marriage, you fight like cats and dogs, come to church, get in the Word, start worshiping God, and start over. You start over without God, that's why you had all those issues. Now start with Him and watch God refine you. And watch God hush your mouth when you want to say anything to your husband and to your wife. Watch God give you wisdom with your children. Watch God transform your home when you start your family with God. If you got to start over, then all those arguments will will dissipate. Stop fighting over finance. When you start over and let God have your finances, all of a sudden it begin to surge and you begin to have sense enough to save and, and give to God and trust God to work through you giving wise. Isaiah 43, 19, says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? God want to do a new thing with you right now. I don't care whether you're 90 or 10 years old, you are not too old to start over, to start over, to start over. You're not too young. Even though the world experienced an unprecedented universal flood which brought tragedy, disaster, and a catastrophe, Noah, his family, and the animal uh, aboard the ark experienced a great deliverance by Almighty God. They were delivered through that flood and out of that flood because they were in the ark of safety with the Lord Jesus Christ. I know for a fact that Noah is not alone, for there are many of you here today, including me, who have experienced a great deliverance From Almighty God. It is a sin of ingratitude when we fail to continually thank God for for the deliverances in our life. How many of you have seen God deliver you? I mean, how many of you have been through something and you know the only way out of that was God and you got to the other side, you just said, How great thou art. How great is my God. Only God can get me through this. Thank you, Jesus. You still shouting. Many of you have been delivered from trouble that you bought on yourselves. And then some of you have been delivered out of trouble that your loved one put you in. Some of you've been delivered from the sins of drugs and alcohol and drunkenness. You've been delivered from gambling and pornography and sexual immorality. You've been delivered from lying and racial prejudice and stealing and bitterness and anger and jealousy and a prideful heart. You've been delivered from greed and the spirit of manipulation and trying to control and be God in everybody's life. You've been delivered. God has transformed you. God has, God has done a new thing with you. You, you. you look at your hands and they look new. You look at your feet and they do too. You can shout because you've been delivered. We've seen Satan use people to try to destroy us, try to destroy our character and our reputation. We've seen people try to destroy our family and our livelihood. You've had people on the job try to do you in, in the military trying to do you in. You've had neighbors and relatives and all these guys. You know, trouble can come from any direction. But it was the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the protective hand of God that kept you in spite of the attacks against you. Not mention being delivered out of accidents. How many of you've had accident and you know God brought you through? You got out of that car and you know it was nothing but the grace of God. You've been in that hospital. You've been on that sick bed. You've had that surgery and you got up and you went through recovery and now you healthy as an ox. It's all because of the grace of Almighty God. Some of you have financial setbacks. You've done things financially that you shouldn't have done. You made some financial decisions. You didn't consult God. You were acting in pride and you messed up the finances of your home. And it was the grace of God that pulled you through. I'm so glad that like Noah, we have experienced a great deliverance from God. Beloved, we've got something to shout about. If you're depressed... If you're experiencing rejection and injustice and failure, just think of God's goodness to you. When you reminisce on God's deliverance, you will have every reason to shout. You're not look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. You ought to be glad that God has brought you to the other side. I close with Psalms chapter 27, verses 1 through 6. Psalms 27, 1 through 6, which says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh. That's to kill me. My enemies and my foes. They stumbled and failed; They couldn't do it. God wiped them out. Though an army may camp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Listen, when you're in trouble, when you're going through tragedies and trials, the worst thing you can do is disconnect yourself from the church. That's when you need the church. That's when you need a word from the Lord. That's when you need healing. That's when you need encouragement. The is the devil, that no good devil that keep you connected from the church and not being here so that you can get the right spiritual perspective that will preserve you in the midst of trials. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Isn't the Lord beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? And to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high this god knows how to set you up do you know do you realize a setback is a setup for a comeback you see he'll set me high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in the tabernacle. I will sing. If you can't sing on key, go on and sing. I mean, you, your Daddy, you ought to be singing over your son. Your son ought to be laughing. You, your son may be saying, you're no good singing Daddy, but I shall like it. You shall try. Mama, sing to your children. You ought to sing because you're happy. You ought to sing because you're You ought to sing because God's been good to you. You ought to sing because you're delivered. Listen, you may not sing like an angel. Just go on and sing anyhow. If it's from the heart, in the spirit, to the glory of God, it's received by Almighty God. It says, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Therefore, we must thank God for his mighty deliverance in our lives. We must thank our Lord and our God. How many of you know you've been delivered? How many of you thank God you've been delivered? Some of you have been delivered from circumstances beyond your control. Some of you have been delivered from sickness. Some of you have been delivered from a bad marriage. Others you've been delivered from a job that was just half killing you. Some of you have been delivered from crack. Some of you have been delivered from hard places in your life. Some of you have been delivered uh, from bad attitudes and all these kinds of stuff. And silliness and foolishness and gambling and lottery and lying and gossip and sexual immorality and pornography. And stupidity. Thanks be to God, He was patient with us and didn't give us what we deserved. I thank God I'm delivered. I'm thank God God rescued me. I thank God that He put up with me when I didn't deserve to be put up with. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Can you say thank you, Jesus? Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Kr, do you, sound, you don't sound like you've been delivered. Can you say glory to God? Glory Why don't you just stand up and say, thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. God is worthy to be praised. I bless the name of Jesus who made ways out of no ways, who kept me in spite of myself, who lifted me out of the pit and put my feet on a solid ground I'm thankful today. I bless God today. Hallelujah. 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 And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. We got something to thank God for. You ought to be shouting. Because truth be told, you should have been dead a long time ago. You know all that stuff you did, stuff I did. You may not be talking about it, but you've been delivered. You ought to thank God for his grace that he didn't give you what you deserve when you were drowning in your sins. And, Father, we thank you for the message. We love you, Father. We bless you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We esteem you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Oh, you're worthy. You're majestic. You are infinite in your love and your mercy. Thank you that your grace is sufficient. Thank you that you are our great and awesome God, and beside you, there is none other. Thank you, Father, for our children. Thank you for our grandchildren. Thank you for educating us. Thank you for our jobs. Thank you for retirement. Thank you for Social Security. When many, many countries around the world don't even know what the word Social Security is, Lord, thank you for undeserved blessings. Thank you for running water. Thank you that we can turn the hot water on and then turn the cold water on. Thank you that it's not hot and cold, but it's also clean water. Thank you for the refrigerator. Thank you for the utilities, Lord. Thank you even for the dogs and the cats and the grass that you may grow. Oh, God, if we had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough. Thank you. We love you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said. Amen. Now, God brought you here because he knew you He needed this message about Noah and the ark and how when he got off that ark, after all that time, he had to start over. And many of you here today, you need to start over with your spiritual walk with the Lord. You've wandered away from God. You strayed away. Your children don't even know what Vacation Bible School is. They. You don't know your Sunday school teacher. You don't know what your curriculum is in Sunday school. Your child has never gone to a youth retreat. Uh, They haven't experienced the foundation, spiritual things that can grow them in Christ. Your being here is no accident. God knew, listen to this, God knew before the foundation of the world that your presence would be here today. Your being here, now you need to ask yourself, Why did God send me here with all these churches? Why did He send me here this day to hear this message at this time? Because He wants to do a new thing with you. That's right. He's an exciting God, but He can't do that new thing until you make that step and see a counselor. You can't start over until you have a church membership. You can't start over until you receive Christ as your personal Savior, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. Daddy, how are you going to raise your child if you haven't started over with Christ? How are you going to pray with your child if you don't have no God or don't know him at all? You got membership at Sam's, membership at Gold's Gym's, membership at Costco. You got membership at all these clubs and organizations. Where is your church membership? God is saying to you, Let's start over together and you come and adventure with God and God will take the pieces of your life, no matter how bad they are, and put you back together again and do a new thing with you. People look at you and say, what in the world has happened to you? Have you gone crazy? You say, no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And I declare today, God desires that you start over. The devil will give you 50 reasons. Where's my first time? I don't know. I, I'll come next Sunday, next month. Who told you you got a tomorrow? <laughs> you don't have a tomorrow until God gives it to you. A lot of folk are in hell wait on a tomorrow that never came. said the day you hear my voice, harden your heart. When you know what is right and you refuse and will yourself not to do what is right, that's a spiritual travesty. It is incumbent upon you to obey, step out, and say, Lord, I'm not going to live another day without you. Some husband needs to step out for the family. Some wife needs to step out. Some child. Sometimes I see children and Because the children came, the parents came. I've seen it happen all kinds of ways. But don't you procrastinate on God. And don't you put God on hold as if you know your tomorrow. You don't have a tomorrow until tomorrow comes.
1: to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom